Coach Summerall, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Good to see you it's, again. It's I remember good. hanging out with you for a little bit last <laughs> Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, year one, what a success for you, right? Yeah, it was a good year. You know, uh, we won a lot of close games. Um, I really I knew when I took the job, I, I liked the, the makeup of the men on our team. I thought we had men of character. Um, you know, they had not had on-field success. Uh, it had been five win teams for three straight years, and so it maybe missed the target on getting the end result that they wanted. But I liked the people, and I mm -hmm. liked the makeup of who we had and just needed a little bit of retooling and some direction. Um, and so it was a fun year. It was fun to watch the team come together. I bet. You know, it didn't exactly start beautifully. We were <laughs> one and two, and we lose on game three to add app on a Hail Mary, yes. which still kind of puts a smile on my face. A lot of people in affiliate with Troy probably cringe when they see that, and I kind of chuckle because <laughs> it's really the moment that brought our team together. And uh, I think it's, it helped us grow closer and going through that adversity made us better, I felt like. Well, that's what – because, Jam, you played it after the very next week. So yeah. we're watching that game, seeing it happen, and just couldn't believe it. But you're you're right in the fact that that can make a team go one of two ways. And yeah. a team that doesn't have strong character, strong leadership could kind of break and go one way. Yours didn't. Yeah. Did, did I'm guessing that's probably one of the most satisfying things of last year, to, to, to have that happen and then go the direction you went. Yeah, very honestly, I will remember the response mm -hmm. to that moment better than I'll remember lifting the championship trophy. And um, because that those guys were they were put in a situation where their back was against the wall, and there there was a lot of adversity, and you know probably a lot of people doubting the direction we were heading. Mm -hmm. And um, and so to see our young men on our team, their response is something I'll never forget. And, um, you know, there was a lot of other great moments that came with the season. But I think as a coach, you look at the moments where you grow, you know, the most. Absolutely. And you're not always growing in moments of success. I mean, you may be getting more recognition, but that's not where the growth always happens. Mm -hmm. The growth happened in that early stage of the season during those, those tough times. Yeah, no question. Again, losing to, to Ole Miss and, and App, App State, no shame in, in losing those, but your team again. Won the last 11 games, second longest winning streak in the nation next to Georgia right now. So as you, not that things ever get easy, but is it easier this offseason um, than it was a year ago just because they know you, they know your system, they know what you expect of them? Yeah. And you know maybe your guys better? Yeah, you know, we are less proven and we're younger as a roster, but the flip side of that is in year two, um, Maybe my greatest joy of the entire summer has been for a couple of weeks, the end of June, beginning of July, the coaches go on vacation. And I came back a few days early from vacation, and I went to go watch our players lead. We, we do OTAs in the summer when the right. coaches are there, and we do PLPs when we're not there. It's called player-led practice. And maybe one of my greatest joys of the entire summer was watching our team lead practice with no coaches involved, and it functioned like a really good practice. <laughs> and I was like, man. They don't need me, bro. Yeah, like, but, but I was so uh, excited to see yeah, their growth nice. and their leadership. And Would that have happened a year ago? Heck no. We did it a year ago. And we had better – we had more proven players at that time. But I think that from top to bottom, the entire roster didn't fully understand what the expectation mm -hmm. was. And so for, uh, for me as a coach, that's been very rewarding. You know, I, I talked to our team a lot about – Good teams can be coach-led. Great teams have to be player-led. Absolutely. And we also do – I'm very thorough in detail with how we teach leadership in our program. And 
I talk all the time to our guys, there's four levels of leadership. One is leading yourself. That's level one. And you can't lead anybody until you lead <laughs> right. yourself. I think for the most part in our program now, almost every man on our team's leading himself. And uh, I can't say that when I took the job. When I took the job, I was like, man, there, there's, there's a lot of not leading anybody going on. <laughs> so uh, that part is really probably the biggest difference. Yeah. John and John Summerall, the head football coach at Troy. Uh, he was the coach of the year a year ago when they won the Sun Belt. They were 12-2, and two and they get a great test early on. They go to Kansas State in Week 2, and then the Dukes will go to, uh, to Troy coming up to open up the Sun Belt schedule. And um, obviously – JMU gets to play just two teams from the West, but that'll be that'll be fun. Obviously, JMU had good success a year ago as well. Um, I'm guessing you've looked at the Dukes a little bit this offseason. Yeah. Funny enough, we had a couple crossover games mm -hmm. with watching them on tape last year, and, man, I have tremendous respect for the JMU program. Coach Signetti, his staff, the culture mm -hmm. of the program at JMU, it, in an eerie way, it kind of reminds me of ourselves. Like, I watched them. And I'm not really even talking about the schematics of things they may do sure. offensively or defensively. More so how they do things than what they do reminds me of, of, of us a little. They play the game with great effort. They're extremely tough. They're disciplined. They're well coached. they got pride in their program, their history, and their tradition. Um, and I, I am very, very in awe of JMU and really impressed with their transition last year. You know, I – did not for a second think they were going to have many struggles transitioning to FBS. <laughs> going back to how I think there's a lot of similarities between the two programs, 2001 was Troy's transition right. year from FCS to FBS, and Troy beat Mississippi State at Mississippi State that year. Yeah, Pretty big moment. Well, Absolutely. JMU, man, that, that place has been playing high-level football, and I'm, I, have zero, uh, I was zero surprised to see – them come on the scene and show, hey, they're game ready right out of the gate. Yeah, no doubt. We're talying to John Summerall, the head football coach at Troy. Again, Jamie will play there in uh, week three. That'll be September 16th down at Troy. You know, tell me about your team a little bit. Obviously, you've got some some good leadership back at the skill position with your quarterback back in Gunnar Watson. Uh, Kamani Vidal is back as your running back. Um, have to break in some receivers. You lost a couple of really good ones a year ago. But how do you feel about your skill guys on the offensive side of the football? Yeah, Gunnar, as you referenced, um, has been in the, the battles a lot. He's been in a quarterback competition every year since he's been at Troy. <laughs> and he's won a couple of them. He's lost one of them. Um, biggest growth with – Gunner has been two things that I've seen. One, um, he has individually improved himself uh, as, a, as a man, but also as an athlete. Um, he ran 19.75 miles per hour on the GPS last week. Like, you know, last week, er, last year, I don't know if Gunner could beat me in a foot race. <laughs> now, he's not going to get confused with Michael Vick, okay? Right. Like, that's, there's not going to be any comparisons there. And no, we're not switching to a triple option offense. Okay. But his athleticism is much improved, and that's a tribute to his, his diet, his nutrition plan, his work habits in the weight room, his on-field drills. He's Seems done. like he's matured. He has really grown. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. And he's grown as a leader. Um, we had a, our first bad practice of the spring, or not to our standard practice of the spring on offense, was about practice nine. And Gunner called the whole offense up and just kicked him in the teeth and let him have it, which was fun. Mm -hmm. It's fun to watch. Kamani Vidal is back as our running back. He had 1,100 yards last year. Um, behind him is Asa Martin, who was originally had a high school sign with Auburn and was at Memphis last. Um, is, is here as a graduate transfer. Um, at receiver, we lost our top two receivers in Rajay Johnson and Tez Johnson. However, Jabri Barber, mm -hmm. uh, Jabri was 
our leading receiver through four games last year and in the fifth game of the year had a season-ending injury. And Jabri was without question our best receiver through the first part of the year. It was not close. When he went out at game five, the next couple of weeks is when we weren't playing very good offense. <laughs> right. We were kind of, we kind of hit a yeah. wall a little bit because all of a sudden our most consistent playmaker in the pass game was gone. Mm-hmm. And so um, – but really excited about Jabri. We have uh, Peyton Higgins there behind Jabri and MJ Johnson, a, mm-hmm. a true freshman who this summer has really turned some heads. Um, at our ex receiver, Marcus Rogers, uh, Landon Parker's a transfer from Wofford who is, he made two or three clutch catches that were highly contested catches every practice in the spring. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he wins the 50 50 ball a lot. And then behind him is Chris Lewis, a transfer from Kentucky, who's 6'5 and can run. And so we've got good length at the X position. The other side, we've got uh, Deshaun Stoudemire, mm-hmm. who had a big game in our conference championship game. And then Devontae Ross, who's a young man that signed with Kentucky when I was there, that we were able to get to come to Troy. So we've got some guys, some weapons there on offense that I'm excited to see. And our tight ends in the past game, uh, Clayton Allendike's here, DeAncre Lewis and Ethan Connor are all guys that I think are, are going to make significant contributions on the skill side. How about up front? Obviously, this league is a line of scrimmage league. Yep. How do you feel about your guys up front, really on both sides of the football? Yeah, offensively, we lost three of five starters. We lost our, lost our starting center, left guard, and left tackle. Our starting center was a fourth-round draft pick by mm-hmm. the New England Patriots and was a high-level player. Our starting left tackle started – like 50 games at Troy. So <laughs> he, he, he was consistent. Yeah. Um, our start at the starting center spot, uh, we got Eli Russ coming in from Oklahoma State, who I'm really excited about. And then Derek Graham is currently slated as our starter at left tackle. Derek was a freshman all-conference player um, when he was a true freshman. So he's, he's a proven guy in some regard. Did not play as many snaps last year. Was more like mm-hmm. our sixth lineman mm-hmm. that we used as a jumbo tight end. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll kind of roll back as the starter at left tackle. Grant Betts is a returning starter who's played, been a starter for four years now on the O-line. And then Daniel King started 13 of 14 games last year on our O-line as a junior college transfer. So our O-line depth is better. Mm-hmm. Last year, this time, I thought we had like four O-linemen that deserved to start, and you need five. <laughs> um, this year, I don't know who our f- starting five is for sure yet. But I feel we have like, options? I feel like one through nine, yeah. I'm like, all right, just more one through ten, this is going to be a lot more competitive. Right. And then D-line, or, or our guys that rush the quarterback, Javon Solomon, Richard Juvenor, T.J. Jackson, Buddha Jones. I was say, you got some guys Lewis there. Medina, yeah, yeah. like – we, I, I would always take one or two more. I think you can't, <laughs> always, have, enough, you can't yes. have enough depth on the D-line always. because of the way you play the game, but I, I do like what we have there. Well, and defensively last year, you guys were really good. Gave up just 226 yards a game, 17 points per game. You're going to win a lot of games doing that. Obviously, Carlton Marshall's gone, uh, defensive player of the year in the league. Yeah, you're going to miss him, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you do have some guys that, that can kind of fill the void, don't you? Yeah, um, you know. I'm not asking any one person to become Carl. No one can be him. Yeah, yes. like, uh, <laughs> and so really what I've asked our team to do is be the best version of themselves and the, everything will play out fine. And so the guys that are in that linebacker room, just push towards your absolute best, whatever that is, and, right. and you'll be fine. And then the leadership on our defense, uh, the Reddy Stewards, the Del Pettis, yeah. the O'Shea Fletchers, Javon and Jubilar, I mentioned, uh, Buddha. I am going to ask and require them for them to step up and lead more because they need to with Carlton's absence and some other guys' absence from last year's team. But um, I, I look forward to seeing those guys grow in that role. I was going to ask about Reddy. He, he's pretty talented, isn't he? Yeah, he's a baller, man. He, um, <laughs> you know, 
what's been what was fun with ready man ready uh through the spring in 22 my first spring at troy really was not confident in getting down and playing some press man and challenging receivers he wanted to play off most of the time um i'm okay with that in certain situations and there's <laughs> others i want guys down on the line of scrimmage challenging throws and and so ready uh i've seen him grow so much as a player and that's a credit to his position coach travis pearson and they've done travis has done a nice job of getting ready confident and playing different types of techniques and I think he's an NFL caliber player. Um, really, um, fired up to watch him play this year. He went to high school at my my father-in-law's alma mater. Oh, really? So it's kind of kind of fun for me. He's an Austin Black Bear okay. up in Decatur, Alabama. That's funny. We're talking again to John Summerall, the head football coach at Troy. He was the coach of the year a year ago. So his team did win the Sun Belt, and they went 12 and two last year. They open up against Stephen F. Austin on September the second. JMU will play them at their place on September the 16th in week number three. Do you just get a? Is there a different sense of confidence with your guys? We talk about the leadership and the culture and all that, but just having confidence sometimes can help. And, and when you're stuck in, in kind of neutral and getting five wins every single season, sometimes it's hard to have some confidence. Yeah. Do you, do your guys walk around a little bit different right now and go through drills a little bit different right now? Yeah, I think there's confidence in what to do and how to do it. Yeah. And then I think when you see um, the process of your hard work pay off with the results sure. that yeah. you desire. It reinforces that, and it makes you hungrier to taste that success and that feeling. And um, so I do sense a, a lot of different confidence things. I think the biggest thing we're – I'm probably zeroed in is fighting, making sure that we're not complacent. And, For sure. You know, and, and, and maybe not overconfident. Like I worry – you know, you have it's to – It's one thing to get to the to the top. It's one thing to stay. But it's another thing yeah. to stay there, right? Yeah. yeah, it's hard. I mean, not every, you look at the number of – times uh, conference champions repeat it's not not very likely in a lot of scenarios and cases and so it's challenging and this league's challenging top to bottom no this doubt. league uh it's it's black and blue man it's it, i've coached <laughs> i've coached a couple different sec schools and it's it's like the group of five version of the sec to me it is no no question we're talking to john summerall the head coach at troy and you know how did you go pretty deep into the into the portal this year um you know we, we're always going to supplement and bolster our roster there yeah. um we took a couple of FCS O-linemen. I took an O-lineman from Auburn as well, Colby Smith, um, who is, is a giant of a man. I mean, 6'7", <laughs> 330. Uh, the two young men I took from the FCS ranks were at East Tennessee State, where Randy Sanders was the head coach, and Randy and I mm -hmm. are close friends. Uh, so I kind of knew who we were getting involved with there, and Blake Austin and Tavon Matthews. Um, Landon Parker, like I mentioned earlier, from Wofford. Mm -hmm. uh, he had 40 catches last year at Wofford for over 700 yards, I think. Um, Landon was a freshman All-American punter at Wofford. That's and right. He's also playing receiver. Right. And so I, I'm really excited about him. Um, those are some big additions. Defensively, we added a couple of post-spring additions. Uh, we brought in Don Callis, a corner from East Central Oklahoma, who – is a high-level player. I mean, he's a, he's a dude. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also brought in Urshad Davis, who a lot of people know who Carlton Davis is, played at Auburn and yep. plays for the Bucks. Urshad's his younger brother. Okay. Urshad doesn't have quite the length that Carlton's got, but Urshad is a pit bull, and he is a high football IQ football junkie. Don and Urshad, I feel like every time I walk in the building, I'm like, why are y'all here at 9 <laughs> o'clock at night or whatever? They, they're football junkies. So you like we, that, though. Yeah, so we supplement our roster in some positions of need there to make sure that we, we felt like we had better depth. It's just, it is what it is now, isn't it? You, it is. You've got to take a look at it, and you've always got to kind of re-recruit your guys sometimes to make sure they don't leave. You do. Your, your roster matters most. Your team matters most, yeah. and then you have to figure out how to supplement what you have with the portal. So. 
Coach, I appreciate your time as always. Congrats Thank on you. everything. And appreciate we'll see you in week three. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you all. See you. Thank you.